Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Mental Wellness Mondays. Uh, it's a podcast by Two Brook Twimbles where we examine the things that affect our mental wellness. It's quite a wide-ranging uh, range of discussions, and we invite various uh, professionals onto this podcast to help us understand our mental wellness and mental health better. This week, as usual, we have Dr. Nyorai of Wired to Love and Thrive with us, and uh, she's here to share her expertise, but she has also brought us some of uh, her friends. This uh, This week, she brings us... Uh, Janet Wood. Uh, Janet Wood is Zimbabwean and she is uh, perhaps best known for her work with Zada. Now Zada is an organization that uh, is dedicated to helping people with Alzheimer's disease. So we are very happy to, to, to have you here with us. Uh, not just uh, Alzheimer's, but uh, Zada helps people as well uh, who are living with dementia. So I think it gives us a, a different angle and a different type of discussion, especially when we're talking about mental health and mental wellness. So we're very excited to have you with us uh, today. Uh, do you mind if we call if we call you Janet, or should we be let's be more formal? We- no, not formal at all. In fact, okay. I'm only called Janet when I'm in trouble. So if you'll call me Jan, that will be great. Jan. The problem with that is it makes <laughs> me think of the office and then Michael Scott and poor Jan. It's but we'll work with Jan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. Perhaps a great place to start is telling us a little bit about the organization Zada and your connection to it and how it helps people. Okay. So Zada um, stands for Zimbabwe Alzheimer's and Related Disorders Association. So um, yeah, the acronym is, is Zada. Um, we're a fairly small organization, um, but we were started in 1998. So we've been going a long time. And basically, we are there to support people um, living with dementia, be they the person with dementia or um, the families and society and communities. Um, We try to um, help them as much as we can with information. Unfortunately, we can't help them in any financial way. Um, But um, information and raising awareness and letting people know um, about dementia. Um, and it is something that unfortunately, um, we will all in our lifetimes know of somebody, um, um, that has dementia. And so I'd just like to explain a little bit about dementia. So dementia is the umbrella term for many different types of, um, disorders. So Alzheimer's is the one that we hear about most often, um, 60 to 70% of people who are diagnosed with dementia will have Alzheimer's. But there are many other types of frontotemporal dementia, um, Lewy body dementia, um, vascular dementia, um, and then dementia associated with HIV AIDS as well. And then, yeah, a myriad of other dementias as well. So it's just important to know that, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia is the same thing, but um, it's just, Dementia is the umbrella term. Mm, mm, mm. I think um, I think what would be most valuable to our listeners, especially um, with the, it's almost two years now since we've been doing this particular segment, is we realized that there's so little knowledge about these these illnesses, and also people don't know where to turn when they suspect someone might have. So, what would you say are the most commonly presenting symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia? particularly with older relatives. And if someone suspects that one of their family members might be suffering from these, what is the best course of action? 
Okay, so it's really important that when a family member suspects that there might be a problem, um, of course, you know, age is, is your greatest risk. Um, but, you know, we, there's lots of different um, risks that are associated with it. But age is, is you know, anybody over the age of 65 um, has more risk, uh, more risk factors than, um, you know, younger people. But, you know, younger people do get dementia. But it's also important to know that it is not a normal part of aging. So just because somebody starts forgetting um, things um, doesn't mean to say that they have dementia. But it's those that are living with um, a person um, that will pick up on on small things. So memory loss is obviously the you know one of the factors that that perhaps is um, sort of the first thing that that people will notice. Um, but um, withdrawal from from social activities, um, difficulty with performing daily tasks. Um, things that, you know, not being able to to cook like they used to, not being able to um, understand a recipe, you know, those sort of things um, become quite um, obvious. Problems with language, finding the right words um, also becomes um, evident. And um, disorientation in time, not knowing, you know, whether it's... Um, day or night, um, that can become a, an issue um, when you're caring for somebody with, with dementia. Um, problems in keeping track of things. So very often, you know, they will become a bit suspicious um, and hide things and then, of course, not remember where they have put them. Um, spatial um, problems too, um, not sort of being able to... Um, walk up steps um, comfortably, um, also seeing perhaps if there's a, a, a black doormat at, at a door, they might think that it's a hole, that sort of thing. Um, getting lost in, in familiar places um, is another um, sign that perhaps there, there, there might be an issue. So when somebody um, is noticing these things with a, um, a person that they're caring for, you know, a loved one or a, an elderly relative, then the best course of action is to, to go to, um, to see the doctor um, as, a, as a first port of call, because there's lots of things that could be causing those issues, um, which are treatable. Um, you know, like depression, um, urinary tract infections, chest infections, that sort of thing. Um, so it's best to, to go and see um, the doctor. Um, and then if the doctor feels that the GP feels that there might be a problem, then they will perhaps refer them on. But getting a diagnosis is important, but it's also a very difficult thing to actually diagnose dementia, particularly in the earlier stages. Mm. So, and unfortunately it's progressive and will get worse over time. And yes, the person will die with dementia. So I was just taking a look at some of the, the the risks that are associated with it, because I think it's very easy for us, especially if you're not directly affected or you can't think of someone in your immediate family to uh, dismiss it as one of those things that happens over there. But I was just reading up just yeah. now and it mentions that uh, over 65, there's a one in 10 chance of getting it. And once you're over 80, wow. it can be almost 50% chance yeah. of getting yeah. Alzheimer's. Yeah. So of course, as I said, you know, your age is, is your greatest risk. 
So, I mean, and nothing, and not modifiable, nothing we can do about that. Yeah. Is there something we can Is there something we can do to try and help prevent um, Alzheimer's? Yeah. Wordle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of, of course there is. You know, um, I think um, living a good lifestyle, particularly in your middle years, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, 45, 50, that sort of age, you know, having a, um, a good exercise regime, a diet, I feel is very important. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that's a, you know, a, a risk factor, certainly, because I think that we, we don't eat the good food that we should. Um, sugars, of course, you know, um, are, sugars are found in everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, too much sugar is, is, is an issue. Um, looking after your heart. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. so anything, sugar is not cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, and, you know, just, um, you know, keeping yourself stimulated socially and an active, yes, and crosswords are good. Um, and Sudoku, you know, all of those sorts of things um, do help to, to prevent. Um, but it's not to say that you're not going to get dementia, um, but, um, you know, it, it might slow down the progression and you might live longer Um without the dementia. Hmm. Diet, diet seems to come up a lot, huh? Yes, I, I think that is, is, you know, a really important thing. You, you, mm, you, you yeah. know what it is, Dr. Nyorai, there's a global consortium of companies that are in a conspiracy theory against sugar. Um, it's Candorel. <laughs> Candorel and Associates have been spreading this misinformation about sugar. <laughs> And here we are slandering sugar and making everything all sorts of everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. <laughs> you know, Jan. Yeah. Um, if any of our listeners have family members that are currently uh, um, patients, or perhaps they're currently experiencing Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia, mm-hmm. um, I think it can be very disconcerting. Um, it may be something that's very difficult to deal with and to to try and help. Um, do you have any practical steps or suggestions on what family members who have older relatives experiencing Alzheimer's, what they can do? I think that it is one of the most difficult things to actually cope with because um, the person that um, has the dementia, they're not trying to be difficult. They're not, um, but you know, their brain um, is not functioning because the brain cells are dying. Um, so, you know, quite a good analogy um, for that is, um, you know, the brain um, shrinks um, because of the death of the, of, of the brain cells. And it's rather like, you know, a set of fairy lights, for instance. You know, I think everybody understands fairy lights that get tangled and, you know, don't work and you take them off the Christmas tree, put them away, and next year they, they don't work. Um, and, you know, sometimes they, they come on and they flicker um, and they go off. But unfortunately, because of the nature of dementia and the progression of dementia, those lights eventually will, will go off and not come back. And I think there's just this tangle in the brain. Um, and um, it must be very difficult for a person who has dementia. It's like having a, a fog in your brain that 
you know that you should be doing something, you know, you should be able to say the words, but it just doesn't come out. And um, to try and understand the person that is going through that um, takes an awful lot of understanding and patience, um, you know, and we're all human. Um, and when somebody is continually repeating um, the same question and you answer it and they say, what day is it? And you say, it's Monday. And they say, but what day is it? And you say, it's Monday. And after the 10th time, you know, you're all exasperated. Um, and so, you know, using methods of diversion, you know, trying to get them off that subject, um, taking them for a walk or trying to distract them in some other way, um, it definitely helps. Um, but it's it's an ongoing process. And unfortunately, you know, what, what works today might not necessarily work tomorrow. Because, as I said, you know, some of those lights have, have now flickered and gone off. Um, and I think also, you know, sleep deprivation um, is also a factor. So if somebody's had a bad night, they might end up having a bad day as well, where they become difficult, disorientated, not wanting food, um, not cooperating, you know, all of those things. Um, and to be a carer of somebody who with dementia is probably one of the hardest tasks and something that people are not necessarily trained for or sign up for, mm. you know, if your husband suddenly develops dementia, well, it doesn't happen suddenly, but if, you know, it's, it's very difficult um, to, to be patient and loving and not get frustrated. Um, so it, it really is one of the most difficult things. And I think one of the most feared um, diseases of, of getting old too. Mm. Mm. So yeah. for, for, can I, can I just commend you on the example of the day you're using being Monday? Cause this, this should come mm -hmm. out on a Monday. So it's just excellent yeah. attention to detail. Just okay. <laughs> I did remember that. <laughs> so I think here's a, a common scenario that our listeners might find themselves in. Um, especially with people that grew up, um, somewhat middle class or low the middle class, um, their grandparents or their parents might not be on medical insurance or medical aid. And mm -hmm. now um, symptoms of dementia are presenting themselves, but they, they can't qualify for medical aid because they've been deemed too old. So in such an instance, if they're struggling to come out of pocket to get the medical treatment from professionals, does your organization or do, are there any other organizations that provide resources or tools or some form of care to help family members who have an older relative who has dementia or Alzheimer's? No, the short answer to that in, in Zimbabwe, unfortunately, um, there isn't that um, sort of support. And of course, to, to get a diagnosis um, is very expensive. Um, you know, you can look at the signs and the symptoms, but really um, to have an MRI will give you a definitive um, a diagnosis. Um, but yeah, they, people just can't afford that. Um, so it's, uh, it's just a matter of, of um, guiding them, you know, guiding the family members, um, giving them information, giving them support. Um, and sometimes it's just being able to listen to their problems. Um, and I think that's where we come in 
um, today I just actually had a care support group meeting and it's really important that um, people can actually come and talk about their problems um, and how, um, you know, to get it off their chest because when people don't understand um, about dementia, they become very dismissive of it. And of course, it's difficult because, you know, people with dementia, particularly in the earlier stages, are very good at disguising their problems. Um, they And, you know, you will meet with, with another family member that hasn't perhaps seen them for a while. And they'll say, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Mum seems absolutely fine. You're talking nonsense. But it's actually when you're living with that person that you're picking up on, you know, all the, the problems that they um, might be facing during the day. Um, and we are hoping um, this next week, I'm, I'm actually going to a conference in Doha, which is um, being hosted by the Qatar government um, or the, their mental health department. Um, and it's to talk about having a national dementia plan. Um, the WHO have brought um, in 2017, they um, brought out a, national, a global national dementia um, awareness campaign um, in the hopes that um, the 196 nations who are members of um, WHO will set up a national dementia plan because the rate that um, of people developing dementia is enormous. Somebody every three seconds is diagnosed with dementia around the world. And that's just people that are diagnosed. So how many people are not diagnosed? You can probably treble that number. So at the moment, they, they estimate about 55 million people have dementia um, globally. Um, but as I said, you know, the, those are diagnosed people. Um, so, you know, there's, there's many, many people that are not diagnosed and that figure is set to um, quadruple by 2050. So it's a, it's a major global crisis. Mm. Really um, as well. So, you know, we hope that um, I'm going with um, members from WHO here and um, the Ministry of Health um, to talk about how we can best um, get a plan together so that we can support those people with dementia and and the carers, of course, as well, mm. and society, you know, um, because, you know, you've got an awful lot of people that are no longer able to be um, effective members of society. So, you know, it affects everybody. Mm. So, um, so, sorry, go ahead there, Jen. Yeah, no, no, carry on. Sure. So I, I was going to ask, um, I think obviously a first step to a lot of these things is understanding. Um, mm. Earlier on, you were talking sure. about how, you know, it's important to understand that they're not trying to be difficult or trying to, uh, you know, mm. complicate or whatever. They, they too are also, s- s- they're the ones who are actually suffering from it. Um, and course, yeah. uh, thank you. Thank you for some of the suggestions. I think also an equally important question is what should we, not do? What should we avoid? What kind of mindsets, actions, words should we not be engaging in uh, if a family member or a friend or something, someone who's older is uh, suffering from Alzheimer's or any other form of dementia? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things you, you mentioned suffering, we try not to use that word because that's a very negative 
way of, of looking at it. My apologies. You know, and I think that, no, no, that's fine. But I, I mean, it's, it's a natural thing. But I think if we can look at it as a person, um, you know, that, that has a, a problem, um, you know, we, you know, using more positive um, language around it. And I think that awareness and talking about dementia is one of the things that's most important because if we don't talk about it and it's hidden, um, it leads to all sorts of misunderstanding um, and, you know, stigma. Um, And, you know, I'm sure, you know, you all deal in mental health and whenever there's mental health is mentioned, there's stigma. And we talk about, we talk about cancers, we talk about diabetes, and there's no stigma to having that. Whereas there is a stigma to having, um, you know, mental health issues. And I think that the more people can talk about it and have an understanding um, the better it would be for the people with dementia and the people that care for them. Because, you know, carers become very isolated. Um, they also withdraw because they don't want to take their loved one out because they're worried about um, behaviours. And, yeah, there are some challenging behaviours that happen. And we, But we just need to remember that people are all individuals and their journey through dementia is different for everybody because we're all unique. We all have different upbringings, different backgrounds, um, you know, different um, traditions. And so I think that, you know, it's really important to understand that that these people actually um, are, are people that have been, you know, captains of society, um, our parents, you know, who we respected. So because they have dementia, we should still maintain that respect, remember who they they were and not who they are at, mm. you know, at the time. Mm. And I think it's really important that people understand that. Okay. And, you know, I think, you know, there's so much misunderstanding and, and people are frightened. You know, they think, oh, that person's got dementia. I can't talk to them. What do I say to them? But just be normal, just be, you know, act in a normal way. Yes, they might not necessarily understand, but the way you communicate with that person and, you know, be loving and kind and, you know, um, not treat them as a pariah. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think that that's very valuable advice. Um, I think also in closing, are there any resources, uh, hopefully free resources that you could direct listeners to? if they do need to um, get guidance on how to best to help um, someone who has dementia or Alzheimer's? Yes, certainly. I mean, you know, as an association, we are very happy for, for people to, to contact us. And as, as I said earlier, I think that just having somebody that they can talk to and explain their, their issues and their problems, um, I think is, is really important. And, um, you know, people can contact us. Um, they can, we do have a Facebook page and Instagram, of course. Um, and um, we do have a website. It's not updated terribly much because um, I'm sort of the person that's, that's supposed to do it and I don't always have time to, to keep it up. But they're very, people are very welcome to, to contact us and, you know, join in our support group meetings, which we have once a month. 
Um, we have various activities for people through um, the year um, for people with dementia. And of course, September is World Alzheimer's Month. Um, and so we are full members of Alzheimer's Disease International. Um, we're one of 105 nations that, that, have, um, that are part of Alzheimer's Disease International. We, of course, also work in close tandem with WHO. Um, and um, so we try to have a you know, big awareness campaign as much as possible. We have memory walks. We um, have talks on radio, you know, to try and encourage people in the communities um, to, to get a better understanding and not to be frightened of, um, of, of a person with dementia. Okay. So um, what are those contact details and what are your social media handles so people can get hold of you? Okay. So um, Zada Harari um, will get you onto Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Zada.org is um, our um, website. Um, and then anybody can contact us through email um, at Zada at soul.co.zw. Um, I um, can give the telephone number, but I'm always loath to do that because we we had we were once absolutely inundated. We couldn't cope with oh, the wow. telephone number. But if they go into the website, then they can they can find the number anyway. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And that's Zada. That's Z A R. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's important to be accurate. Well, thank you very much for this, Jan. I think it's some very useful information. I'm sure our, our listeners will will definitely appreciate it. Dr. Nurai, I don't know uh, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up. No, I would. No, thank you so much. I think we have a, a growing aging community. So having this information, whether it's not your parent, but you know somebody you know, um, at least you've given us some tips um, that our listeners can can utilize and mm-hmm. and reach out and, and see if you can support. Yeah, and I think that people, I think it's really important that, that people talk about it and don't try to hide it away. Don't mm-hmm. block people away because um, you, you feel that they um, are not members of society anymore. They are still very valuable members of society. Yes, they, they might not be able to do the things that they used to, but it's, you know, they are still people. They still have feelings. And I think to love and support that person is just so important. Um, you know, it's, um, we, we need to, to, to respect the people for who they are. Indeed. Lovely. Great. Thank well, th- yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Ms. Wood- oh, oh, sorry, Jane. Uh, Jan. Jan. <laughs> Jan. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was this was a very illuminating conversation. I'm sure. Well, in fact, I know that there's a, a couple of people who will appreciate this because they do have relatives who are going through this. So hopefully, this mm-hmm. provides them with the the information that they need. And if anything, just encouragement, you know, because it, it certainly is not a an easy thing to take sure. care of someone. Um, no, it is. It's, it's a very hard thing. So, and I think you know, support for for people that are caring for for somebody um, is equally important. Um, you know, family members must um, you know take their part. You know, often, you know, sadly, um, it might be a young girl child that that's being you know she's been left to look after Gogo, um, and 
So she's taken out of school um, or somebody has to get up work because, you know, eventually um, a person with dementia needs 24-hour care. Um, And it's important that, you know, all the family um, support that person um, that is is the full-time carer. Um, And, um, you know, friends and neighbours also, you know, need to step up to the mark and and, and assist. Mm, Definitely, definitely. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great conversation. Thank you, Jen. As usual, thank you very much, Dr. Nero. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, guys, you you can follow Dr. Nirai at Sage Restorative. It's a new handle across all platforms. Thank you. (laughs) Did you get it right this time, Dr. Nirai? Yes, he did. I'm so proud. (laughs) Thank you. And why to love and thrive. Lovely. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Enjoy your evening.